0: Hello everyone, I'm Marvin Phant and today's message is Adam and Eve behind the scenes. Now what I want to do is go back in time, as a matter of fact, go back to the very beginning when it all started. Going behind the scenes means we're going to clear up a few things. Now, it was brought to my attention by the Lord himself. Now, you may disagree, you may agree, but I know what was brought to me. I know what the Lord wanted me to reveal. I truly believe this. and I know from the bottom of my heart, it was from the Lord. So, let's start from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Now, I'm going to do a little reading here, so bear with me. <clears throat> In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Two key words right there to focus on. We'll get back with that. The darkness was on the face of the, of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, meaning a divider of divisions. And let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seeds, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to it of its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so, and the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and from and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be signs for the seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let Birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping things, thing, and the beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind, And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us, let us, meaning we're talking about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's who he's referring to by us. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, and this is Right now, I'm in verse, verses 27 and 28. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living cre- every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, I'll stop there. Now, I'll, 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 re- I'll preface this again. It says, It says in verse 27, in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. These are points you need to make reference of. Fill the earth and subdue it to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living, creeping thing that moves on the earth. Okay? So, we stop there but here's the thing now when we get to and that's that's chapter 1 but when we get to chapter 2 it seems to start over right right it seems to start over in chapter 2 verse 7 excuse me chapter 2 verse 1 through 7 so Why does it seemingly start over with the creation of man? Why is that? Let's read that. Chapter 2, verse 1. Excuse me, verse 7. No, no, I'll start from verse 1 and work my way to verse 7. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended His work, which He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all of His work. Now let me back up here. Let, let me go. Let me go back to to really make this, to, re, to really have this flow. Let me go back to chapter one. The last verse of chapter 1, which is chapter 31. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, chapter 2 goes on and says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested from all all his work, which he had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field was, had grown, for the Lord God had not caused the rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Now, verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Hmm, now hadn't he already created man? Um, Back in verse 27 of chapter 1. Hadn't he already created man? As a matter of fact, it said he created woman. Matter of fact, he said he created male and female. Right? That's what it says. Right? Now, here it says he created man. and And as you go on, it explains that he created a woman, be it Eve. Now, throughout the years, throughout the years as I've grown up and heard other people explain this, they said that the the Bible gives a snippet of the creation of man in chapter 1 while going in depth in chapter 2. But things don't add up on that. I mean, because we've had, I've had scholars, I've seen scholars, I've heard about well-known people and, and this person and that person basically say the same thing. And that's the version I went with. But I'm thinking, why give a snippet and then go into explain mode in just a few, just a few verses going forward? got to be something more to this, got to be, got to be, and speaking of going forward, when it comes to explaining after the fall of man or the sin of Adam and Eve and their offspring, Cain who killed his brother Abel and then he was banished by God, okay, we know, we know about this, and then it says he found a wife, okay he, he found a wife, and it's been said that Cain had relations with his sister, which is how the world got populated again, I, mean, I, I you know, I, I went with that, but I, I've always had trouble with that, because It doesn't line up with the way God is it doesn't line up with his will it doesn't line up with his way it it just doesn't line up so here's the thing okay sister because this is what scholars have said well-renowned pastors and ministers and so forth has said Because really, to to, to boil it down, they really just can't explain the situation. And really, to me, haven't tried to put the pieces together of this puzzle, so to speak. So, you ask the question, what sister? What sister? And you go and read, you go and read, So I'm trying to figure, okay, which sister is this? I mean, really, go back and look. And Adam and Eve had three children. Looking at um, Genesis chapter 4, Genesis chapter 4, verse 25, Okay, look through the pages here. And even the, the top of that, looking at my Bible, says a new son. And this is after, when, I, when it talks about the son, this is after Cain had found a wife. Okay, Cain had already found a wife by this time. Cain had been banished and found a wife. But in chapter 4, verse 25, it says And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. So, from what I'm reading here, I don't see a sister. I see a, a, a third brother, a third child, so to speak. And this is after, after Cain was banished. After Cain married. After Cain had children. So, let's go back to Cain. Let's go back to Cain. Let's go to chapter 4 verse 1. Chapter 4 verse 1. And we'll hit on verse verses 1 through 15. Okay? Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother and Cain, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know, I am I my brother's keeper. And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you should be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Start right there. Anyone who finds me will kill me. Now at this point, at this point, he had not had any relations with a woman. He had not had any kids. And if you're reading face value, if you're reading face value, who, who is anyone? Because if you're reading face value, it should only be Adam, Eve, and the kids, the two sons, right? If you're reading face value. So when he says, when he says, um... In verse 13, excuse me, in verse 14, that it would, um, that anyone who finds me will kill me. See, a light should go off in your head, anyone. Okay, verse 15, and the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever, and the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever, whoever. Kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain lest anyone, and there's that word again, anyone finding him should kill him. Anyone. Does that anyone refer to Adam and Eve? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they would want to kill their their, their only child that, that's left. Right? Come on now, think about it okay then let's proceed on to verses 16 and 17. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden and Cain knew his wife okay Cain knew his wife meaning she that 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 he got pregnant that he got his wife pregnant he knew his wife Now, we've jumped from him being banished, he had already found a wife, now we just jump right into, he had sex with her and got her pregnant. We don't need, I mean it just jumps right into it. And do you still think that he had relations with a sister that, that was never produced? That the Bible never mentions. I mean, it made it made a point to mention the brother that he killed. It makes a point to mention Seth, the third child. Think about it. (coughs) It says in verse 17, and came to his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. I'll stop there. So, who are these people? (coughs) God is warning not to kill Cain. And how did his wife come about since he had no sisters? How did this wife come about and who are these people that God is talking about? These anyone's. See, then it hit me. Then it hit me. There were other people around besides the family of Adam and Eve. There were other people around. But who and how and why? That's the question. Who, how, and why? <coughs> the why is because of Satan, whose pride had shown itself. And let, and let me read you this this note here. Now <coughs> it speaks of Satan's pride rising up in Ezekiel chapter 28 and First Timothy chapter 3, which makes reference to Satan's conceit. As a result of his heinous sin against God, Satan being Lucifer, was banished from living in heaven, which is mentioned in Isaiah 14 and 12. He became corrupt, and his name changed from Lucifer, meaning Morning Star, to Satan, the adversary. His power became completely perverted, and his destiny following the second coming of Christ is to be bound in a pit during the 1,000-year millennial kingdom over which Christ will rule, which is in Revelation 20, verse 3 and eventually will be thrown into the lake of fire, Matthew 25 and 41. The how. How is Satan's banishment to the earth? Which is how um, is Satan's banishment to the earth? Well, let's go back to um, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. See, Satan, he was by, he was um, he was banished from heaven. Well, he had to be sent somewhere, right? He was sent to earth. He was sent to earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So why? Why is this? Earth was a garbage dump and it was for Satan. But I, I truly believe, I truly think this that And God wanted to create a being. He wanted to just stick it to Satan. Basically, and this is my thought here, okay. He wanted to stick it to Satan and create a being who looks just like him. A being who will lord over Satan. And really just stick it to him. So basically, when it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness. This was God cleaning up the place. This was God making it beautiful for man. And then had Satan sit sit in the corner and watch. Watch me, what I do. Watch what I can do. You wanna mimic me? You wanna be like me? You never will. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sit in the corner and watch. And this being that I make, this human, he will be over you. He will be over you. But you're gonna to have to, as I beautify this place, you're gonna to have to be in the corner. And watch. And this, that's, this is my thought on this. But. And it's not far-fetched. I mean really think about it. Think about it. So. We go back to. Verse 27. In chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Think about it. Okay, think about it. See, these first people were ready-made. They were ready-made. God, He made them just like that. He made them, had them up here just like that. But though it was not explained how, but Satan managed to corrupt them. I mean, just you, you're figuring out, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle here. You're figuring out that Satan somehow corrupted them. And like anything, Satan he, he probably wanted to to test them and he, he had to have permission from God. And God said, okay, go ahead and see. Just like he's done everything else, right? He always has to have he always has to have permission from God. So somehow he corrupted them. Which is why. On God's next version of man, he did a God's specialty. He made this man as part of the earth and went a step further and breathed into him. He breathed into him life. <coughs> and then went, <coughs> excuse me, another step. And further produced woman from man's rib. Thus making things even more personal. He made it a, a more personal thing, a more personal situation, made it more of a connection between himself and man, himself and human beings. <clears throat> so thus explains how, this explains how Cain's, um, how, how Cain was able to find a wife because those first uh, set of people were still around. Think about it, think about it. Those first set of people were still around. Which also explains the Garden of Eden. It was like an invisible force field, kind of like a a force field of good and true. The people on the outside could not enter, nor could Satan. And one could assume that Satan, again, asked permission to enter, to put God's people, to put God's newest protégés to the test by speaking through a serpent. Now, it's not far-fetched, and I've spoken on this before, it's not far-fetched for Adam and Eve to have spoken to the animals. After all, this was before Sin. This was before animals would try to eat one another. This was before we were divulging in eating the animals. And notice that when Satan approached her in the body of a serpent, she wasn't surprised. She wasn't startled. She spoke back. Now, if these animals had never spoken before, wouldn't she have been surprised have you ever come to think about that wouldn't she be surprised she wasn't see that's another thing to take into consideration she wasn't surprised but as we know they failed that test but the third time's a charm because the first man or or men failed and then Adam and Eve, they failed. But oh my Lord, but oh my Lord, then Jesus hit the scene. Jesus hit the scene and spun that thing around and made it right. And we all know the rest of the story after that. And I've said, now you know.